Hey guys, so we know this isn't our usual episode. It's our first of many shots of horror. Our first attempt of a mini-sode way back a couple months ago. It was like the 13 Ghosts episode. episode, yeah. We're putting this up so we don't leave you guys without content because we're busy going to get married again. <laughs> again. We will leave you without content the week after, though. We're probably going to take a week off. Just to relax. Don't be mad. We'll be back. But until then, enjoy. Let us know if you like these, if we should do more of these. I already have some ideas, so please let us know soon. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Also wanted to point out that we're back with our first mini episode and more creepy content. These Yay. short episodes will cover more of the stories that the movies we've covered are based on, horrifying stories we've encountered, and just anything outright creepy. Here with you as always, your hosts, Eric and Bibi. Hi. Hey. Yeah, we found that we had a lot of more creepy stuff that we wanted to talk about that didn't really fit in our full-length episodes. So that's where these mini episode ideas came along. So what are we covering today? You're starting. I'm You're starting. covering The Conjuring 2 and the story behind it. Yes. And I'm doing The Black Zodiac as described in our most recent episode, hopefully at this time, which is the 13 Ghost movie. I wanted to point out these won't always be centered around recent movies we covered. It could really range from whatever we want to talk about that day. Comic books, horror movies, games, shows. Or weird Everything. stuff I saw on YouTube. So are you ready for me? Yeah, let's hear it. Do you know about the Enfield poltergeist at You've all? You've told me some things. You also watched The Conjuring too, right? Yeah. I'll probably just refresh your memory. As always, a disclaimer here, we're not well-researched professionals. We're just here to have a good time. <laughs> I wanted to cover this one because it's actually probably one of my favorite haunting stories. I rewatched The Conjuring 2 this last week because we covered Conjuring 1 and we were kind of roasting the second movie for being more funny than it was like a serious story. But the actual haunting is pretty cool. We didn't want to do a full-fledged episode on it. So I just want to cover it kind of quickly here. Enfield Portugais is one of the most well-documented and well-witnessed stories of a haunting in England, but also in general. Now, this takes place in 1977 in Enfield, London, a suburb in London. The haunting occurred to a family of a single mother named Peggy Hodgson and her four children. The main focus of the haunting were her two oldest daughters, Margaret and Janet. Just to give a little bit of a background on their situation, the family was in a bit of a high stress situation. The mother and father had recently divorced. They were now living in this home, renting it in what is London's version of like assisted living. So father's out of the picture. They're living in government assisted housing. Mother is now working to support her family of four. And on top of all that, her two daughters are now starting puberty, which if you know anything about poltergeist, they're actually predominantly believed to be caused by teenagers entering puberty, which I want to know. I want someone to explain to me <laughs> how this happens. You. It's like a common theory in these. Some people say it's like free flowing energy. Like you're under so much high emotional stress in your life that you're causing things to happen with the energy within you. But I want to know the science behind this. I'm sure there's someone out there that could tell me. The science. The science. You call it that. The paranormal <laughs> science. Yes. Typical with these hauntings, as Ed and Lorraine Warren explained in The First Conjuring, the haunting starts out small, typical like in these movies. Actually, in The Conjuring 2, it starts out with footsteps, 
disembodied whispering and voices and things of that nature. What causes this case to become so popular is that one night Peggy hears so much ruckus coming from her daughter's room and she's going in there to yell at them to be like, it's time for bed, don't be making so much noise, to find that their dresser is moving in the room and the girls are actually cowering in fear in the corner of the room. This obviously freaks out the whole family and they run out to the neighbor's house and from there call the police. The police actually enter the home and witness the furniture moving on its own and actually write a police report on it. This is like probably the only time a haunting has been written in a police report. It obviously doesn't say like a ghost moved it. The report reads somewhat like... Certainly this house belongs to the beast from Beauty and the Beast and all the furniture has oh life God. in it. It gets compared to that a lot actually because so much of it is like furniture and like silverware moving around. Was there a teacup with a chip in it? No, but there was apparently knives that would follow the girls around just moving around and dancing so oh it's a dark beauty in the fancy <laughs> yes the police report read somewhat like yes the chair was moving there was no identifiable cause that would cause it to move in that direction or nature this got the attention of the daily mirror a newspaper at the time and from that it grabbed the attention of the society for psychical research psychical Psych- psychical psychic? like for psychics yes yeah, psychic wow. research i didn't know this was a thing until this case Now, it's important to note the main researchers in this are Maurice Gross and Guy Lyon Playfair. Maurice Gross, actually, funny enough, recently had his daughter pass away in a motorcycle accident, and her name was also Janet. And Janet seems to be the center of a lot of the activity that's going on here. So that is... Yes, it's important to note because it comes back later. These two men then began to stay with the Hodgson family for the next 18 months. That's how long this haunting situation goes on, according to their research. Over the course of these 18 months, so many people come in to research, debunk, ask questions about this. While this case is extremely popular, it is also extremely criticized and, you know, written off by skeptics. At the time, Janet was the main cause or the energy just kind of attached to her for a lot of these hauntings. She would be claimed to levitate and be able to touch the ceiling and be able to have a disembodied voice. On so, command or like when So she that's the possessed. thing. She claimed to be able to levitate and, and touch the ceiling and things like that, but only when the researchers turned their backs or weren't watching. And they set up cameras. Seems and they, legit. Yes, that's, that's why this, this case is like so criticized. They set up cameras that sometimes would catch her jumping to try to do these things. And later on, Margaret and Janet have come out and said, we were kids living in this house where these grown men were like essentially videotaping us, recording everything we did. We got bored and a couple of times we did play pranks on them. Imagine being a kid in this house, like you would get bored and just try to mess with them at some point. I don't see that as unreasonable. Like the movie, one of the most common entities that would attach to Janet it was this entity called Bill. He was an older man who did die in the house a couple years before. Four-letter names, I'm telling you. Yeah, you should write a book about this theory. <laughs> yeah, if the ghost has four-letter names, run. Run, because it's Toby, Jody. <laughs> if it's longer than four, it's fine. You're fine. So Bill lived there, he died. Yeah, so Bill actually was a person who lived in this house and passed away there from a brain hemorrhage. Janet was able to throw her voice, again, it's speculated that Bill as an entity was using her and producing this voice. There's other people who said she is performing this like she's a very talented ventriloquist at 12 years old, 11 years old, you know, like a skill we all have at that age. But the voice was a very hoarse older man. And again, kind of proving to the theory that it was related to puberty. He would kind of ask questions like, why do girls have to have periods and things like that? They why don't, do you care? 
So that's like another reason they don't know if that was Janet asking because she never got the talk before or a male entity is possessing a child and like does not understand what is going on here. That's wild, right? So Bill was just one of the entities along with all these kind of weird things happening in the house. They did have people to go in and try to debunk these stories. There was people who said Janet wouldn't be able to produce that voice without doing serious damage to her vocal cords, but she was fine. So like most of these cases, the Warrens become involved eventually. Obviously, there's a whole franchise on them. Similar to the Conjuring with the parent family situation, their involvement is greatly exaggerated. It was said that at most the Warrens went in for a day and were like, yes, this house is possessed by demons. We believe the spiritual connections going on here and how, then left. How are we allowing this Warren verse to be so like, this is actually what happened and none of it's actually true. And they paint them in such a compassionate way. Like they care about these families that this is happening to when like you do a little bit of research and you see that they kind of just went in one day, put their name on it and like left. I don't know if I believe I know. them at you all, know, ever. No. Oh, they're such a controversial figure. There's so many people <laughs> who like totally believe in them and then there's people who are like, they kind of were at the end of the day scam artists exhibitionists no they weren't showing their junk to people <laughs> i mean i hope they weren't showing their junk it's to ghost them. junk ghost junk it's all trash it's not real along with these voices and entities you would get furniture thrown at you notes left behind like we kind of see in the movie after 18 months of people constantly coming in they would even have a magician come in and be like I am like an artist in trickery, right? So I would know if these girls were tricking people. And he came in and basically like discredited the whole thing. But then there was people who were like, this magician didn't even really spend time with them. He couldn't even understand what they were saying because they had thick accents. He's not even a real magician. Not even a real magician. Can't do real magic. Look at him. Look at his card tricks. Obviously fake. So there is arguments on both ends, how you could discredit the skeptics and how you could discredit the true believers. Over the course of these 18 months, they had multiple experts come in and mediums to try to understand what was going on. It wasn't until a Dutch medium came in and did a reading on the house that he found that there was a a young woman attached to the house that was perpetuating all these hauntings. And he claimed that the woman was 24 years old and had died in a motorcycle accident. So... Mm. It is believed that Maurice Gross's daughter, Janet Gross, perpetuated this entire haunting because she knew her father was a paranormal investigator and would be brought in and she would be able to communicate with him after her passing. That's a very brief, not super detailed overview of the Enfield Poetry Guys. There are tons of more detailed podcasts if you want to go into it. I think uh, it's a cool tie-in there. That's kind of messed up. It's messed up because this girl just decided to like... Pick on this family, if that's the case. Couldn't pick on your own family. After the investigator went in and identified this, the activity tapered off and stopped after 18 months. And that's kind of, I guess, played off a little bit in The Conjuring 2 because there's the whole thing about naming the demon. And once you know the name, it gives it less power. You have power over them. So he figured out who was perpetuating this haunting and it no longer had power. That's interesting. It kind of gives it a different perspective too on whether or not you believe it. It becomes a whole like, do you believe in the afterlife? And do you believe in people being able to contact you in the afterlife? Because I think if you're looking for connections like that, then yes, these things could be very, very believable. Obviously the skeptic in you wants to say, there's got to be a a reason reason. for it all. But then there's things that are in the story that just don't add up. Yeah, a lot of people like to claim that because they were in a broken home, they did all this for attention. Because they were on assisted living, they didn't want to have to pay what they did have to pay. There is like 
I think a series out on the incident as well as the Conjuring 2 movie like there is tons of research you could go in again I, I like went over it briefly and did not mention some of the specific hauntings but I do think it is a fun story to dive into Ghost could have stories. been done better in the Conjuring 2 I will say they take the turn with the nun demon to tie it into their universe the only one that's accurate that is portrayed in the haunting is Bill the one that's kind of talking through Janet. That's my story. What you got for me? I got the Black Zodiac. I'm pretty the- excited about <laughs> yeah. this. I you love horoscopes. You I love, love Zodiacs. It. Just to be clear, I'm not a huge like Zodiac person, but I'm the one who's going to talk about it because I've seen these images before. I didn't realize that it was based on any specific thing, but I'm going to dive into it. So there is a black zodiac that is the dark side of the Western astrological zodiac, both based off of the Babylonian zodiac. The black zodiac is meant to represent the evil side of human nature and is the exact opposite of the modern zodiac that represents all the good in one's personality. Think of it as one's own inner demons. So to be clear, just because this is the evil side doesn't mean you should see it as a bad thing, as like with everything else, you should be able to harness and face your demons as defined by the Black Zodiac and turn them into something positive. So use the bad for good, right? Here are the parallels for each of the original Zodiac signs and what they mean according to astrotalk.com. So I tried to find different meanings across the board, and it seems like these were kind of just more general compared to just like, this is what I feel. And I'm going to point out that it just sounds like someone was angry when they wrote these. Okay. <laughs> so the first one is the tyrant, which is the equal to Aries from March 21st to April 19th. That's you. It's me. Aries never gets satisfied with anything. The world mm. is not enough for them as mm. they always want more. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> they find happiness by making others suffer and can do anything <laughs> to satisfy their greed. I knew you liked to make me suffer. <laughs> That's so mean. However, it's a good way to keep yourself motivated, but harming others for your craving shows your evil side. Aries are very impulsive and impatient when it comes to making decisions. Mm-hmm. At times, they act very immaturely. If someone else comes up with an idea, they tend to show little interest, even if that person is close to them. They will do what they want to do, either you like it or not. I wish you guys could see my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> I <hate> you. <laughs> It's not true. I'm nice. I'm a nice person. Mm, you are very much an Aries. <laughs> not a tyrant, though. I'm an Aries. I'm a pretty good person. You're a tyrant. Why are you so silent? <laughs> <laughs> What's the next one? Disagree. <laughs> uh, the second one is the fallen demon, which is equal to the Taurus, April 20th to May 20th. Taurus? Taurus. Taurus. All it's right. We're getting Wal- Walter Mercado on. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to roast me for not being able to pronounce it. Walter Mercado. Walter Mercado. Walter. Con mucho, mucho amor. Amor, yeah, you got to do the hands. Yeah. Your past follows you everywhere you go. Maybe in your past life, you might have faced good and bad times. However, you only seem to recall the bad ones, which might be the reason that failures haunt you every day. Even if Taurus tries to do something good, it turns worse for them. Mm -hmm. All these failures and bad times teach you a lesson to make yourself strong. Taurus is quite materialistic and possessive and is not interested in sharing things. These people just want to invest in superficial things. Interesting. I only know one other Taurus, I think, and I wouldn't describe him like that. Yeah. Some of these are kind of like... They just hate accused, the signs. Accusatory. Okay. <laughs> the third one, Hydra, which is equal to Gemini. May 21st to June 20th, the Hydra or Basilisk denotes fear. You don't want to show your bad side, but situations force you to be cruel and bad sometimes. They can be very dangerous. All they need is a provocation. Moreover, they will make you realize what real enmity means. Geminis have different personalities, and it's very difficult to judge such a person. At times, they will behave like everything is normal, and within a second, you might see their other face. Be clear regarding your thoughts while talking to a Gemini. Yeah, Geminis definitely have a bad rep. 
since they're the twin sign, they get two-faced often described as two-faced. Yeah. Wow. There it is. The Hydra or Basilisk. Number four, the serpent. June 21st to July 22nd. Serpent means a large snake and it's a symbol of wisdom and charm. Cancer is very cunning, sharp, and sometimes a bit manipulative too. These people are very smart when it comes to gaining the trust of others or coming into the good books of the people. However, it completely depends on you whether you exploit or value that trust. Cancerians can be Cancerians. Cancerians. can be seen as very moody people among all astrology zodiac signs. Their imagination just revolves around themselves. These people can easily manipulate you for their own benefit. You need to be very careful while being with Cancer as a snake might bite you. Yeah, Cancers also have a bad rap. So if this is the black zodiac sign and people just know the negative side of regular zodiac signs, that necessarily mean that the black zodiac is kind of pointless? I don't know because it's represented with different animals and names. Interesting. It could just be like another way to describe it like you said. I'm not sure. It's yeah. a good question. Number five, the war maiden equal to Leo, July Ooh. 23rd to August 22nd. The war maiden is a paradox. These people focus on the positive things but through a negative eye which makes them quite difficult to understand. They accept the reality and embrace themselves for the hardships coming their way. Very few can understand the puzzling and conflicting nature of Leo and compare with all zodiac signs. Leos want attention and if they feel ignored they can create problems for themselves as well as others. These people are very charming and lovable, however you need to be very careful while making friends with Leos. They can use this nature to get their work done by you in the smartest way. Oh, yeah. My mom's a Leo. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> she might listen to this. You're cool, mom. Don't worry about it. Hi. <laughs> Number six, the Maelstrom, equal to Virgo, August 23rd to September 22nd, is known as dangerous and the most powerful zodiac sign. Virgo is very judgmental and sometimes a bit harsh. These people are very dangerous and possessive when it comes to love. Moreover, they become very jealous if someone tries to snatch away the things they love. At times, they might harm you as well. Virgos are quite dramatic and want things to work according to them. However, if things don't go in their way, they will try their best to make things more difficult and complex. Did not know that they try to make it more difficult. <laughs> I thought they were all about order and having things their way. They're all about order maybe because they don't want it to be complex. So then it's out of control and then they're like, here you go, make I'm it worse. I'm going to make it worse. I'm going <laughs> to fuck shit up. Number seven, the ravenous equal to Libra. Me. It's me. September 23rd to October 22nd. Ravenous is always hungry for things and wants to explore new things either in a good way or a bad way. These people are very energetic, false, uh. and will keep you on your toes <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Rude. No doubt they will motivate you, but in a very harsh manner. I mean, you do always say that. You think I'm judging you. <laughs> in other words, we can also say they are more selfish and want to get their work perfectly done by others. Is that true? By others. Libras are quiet workaholics and spend most of their time preparing things. These people look at a wider picture rather than wasting time on small things. However, they like to make others happy and will sometimes forget their own values due to this. I mean, what do you think of that one? I don't know. I don't agree with a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a workaholic. I don't see the bigger picture. You do see the bigger picture, but I don't know if that's like a negative thing. I'm just saying that like you're great, babe. Yeah, okay. As your husband. As your husband. Who stay has tuned to live for with the, you. Uh, the mini mini-sode where I explain the truth behind Libras. <laughs> Number eight, the poison dart, which is equal to Scorpio, October 23rd to November 21st. This is my mom. Oh, your mom's a Scorpio? My dad's a Scorpio and my best friend's a Scorpio. We'll see if it's true. Ready? Poison dart is patient, precise, and sometimes very deadly. These people are very manipulative and wait for Ooh. the perfect time to strike. 
They will carefully listen to you, and if they find things going against them, they will strike hard on you. Once they start an argument, they will not listen to you even if you are right. Scorpios can overreact when they are hurt and often have a very bad temper. Don't ever try to argue with them as it will be complete waste of time. Oh. Just wait for them to calm down. I guess we shouldn't comment on this since we just said a ton of people in our lives are Scorpio. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's false, <laughs> oh. but I'm also not saying it's true. Do what you will mom <laughs> damn <laughs> your mom's mom. about to disown you yeah she's like delete this entire existence that i gave you <laughs> it was a waste <laughs> number nine the tempest equal to sagittarius november 22nd december 21st tempest refers to subtle storm wind or tornado sagittarius is carefree and wild and doesn't care about anything coming in its way nothing is more important than their desires they will not think before saying anything and this often ends up hurting those who are near to them some people may see sagittarius as rude and offensive sometimes however these people are pure-hearted and will say it to your face instead of backstabbing you they are also known to be know-it-alls and can be self-righteous it's a very kind description of Sagittarius. Yeah, what's evil about that? Compared to the rest. The I think the person who wrote face. this was a Sag. Say it to your face. <laughs> Number 10, the Leviathan, which is equal to Capricorn. December 22nd to January 19th. These people are very difficult to understand and deal with. There's always some mystery that points toward the dark and sinister side of them. These people will never show you their real side and will keep you in a dilemma by mixing things up. Capricorns use others for their own benefit that can upset their relationships sometimes. Those people love gossiping and talking negatively about others. You need to be very careful when making friends with a Capricorn as they might betray you without you ever knowing. This person hated a Capricorn. Of what I was about to say. It was like, it's like, damn. Sagittarius is amazing. Capricorns, go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> damn. That's not coming from me. That's coming from the writers. Capricorns. Woo woo. More power to you. Number 11, the beast equal to Aquarius. January 20th to February 18th. Aquarius is considered the master of demons. These people are very <laughs> evil and Sorry, will never just, let you go ahead of them. That's just funny because our dog is an Aquarius. <laughs> yeah. These people are emotionless and will try their best to hurt their opponents. However, they are very straightforward, which they consider as their strength. You can also see this as their negative strength. Aquarius can sometimes be quite quick to judge others. This is mostly because they believe themselves to be very smart and logical. Moreover, they love to offer advice to others, even if it's not required. At times, you might find them a little stupid and brainless, too. This person hated Aquarius as well. <laughs> Do you think this applies to dogs? He's not stupid and brainless. He's pretty smart. He thinks he's quite logical. Yeah. I would say. <laughs> we call him a demon. He's cute. Because he's, he's all demon. black, and then you'll be walking around the house with the lights off, and you just see a pair of eyes staring at you. And, and his underbite. <laughs> <laughs> scary yeah underbites number 12 and last but not least the sword which is equal to pisces february 19th to march 20th the sword is a symbol of glory and victory these people are very sensible and try to gain profit from everything you can call them selfish or self-centered as they are more into their own little world these people always try to pull you down by pointing out your bad image this can be considered their strength. It also shows their dark side and real personality. Hmm. I feel like that one was very lazy. They're like, I need to talk crap about Capricorn and Aquarius. And, and I guess here's Pisces too. My sister's a Pisces and she's very much in her own little world. She'll admit that too. Huh. Is that a negative thing though? Self-centered? I don't know. I guess, yeah. I, guess I mean, yes, when you call it self-centered, but like the real world is trash. Why do you want to be in it? And we, uh, gotta face our fears. That was fun. Again, That's like you said, idea. it kind of just sounds like they listed the negative traits of the zodiac sign i thought they really was, hated somebody oh yeah they really hated a scorpio <laughs> they really hated a cancer no what was it a capricorn capricorn yeah there wasn't very much research on whether or not black zodiacs actually like a thing everywhere that i looked it said based on babylonian zodiac it's kind of like 
okay, but where are the where are the resources? And I was looking for it. I, I tried, but everywhere was kind of just like the exact the same, same phrase of this is based off Babylonian zodiac. So if you know, you're listening to this, and you know whether it's true or not. Is it just the dark zodiac because it's not Western? I don't know. Is it just because it's Babylonian? It's it seems like it's the same thing. They just focus more on the negative traits, maybe more than the positive. Let's see if the good zodiacs were based off of animals. Why are the other ones kind of obscure completely? Let's say I'm the creator of the zodiacs in Babylonian scriptures or whatever it's based on. Wouldn't the opposites kind of be more in line with what the originals are or the good ones are? Like Pisces is the sword. Yeah, Pisces. The beast is Aquarius. Leviathan is Capricorn. Tempest is Sagittarius. Like these kind of aren't exact opposite things. Like they're just kind of made up seems. Okay, because like the sword in tarot cards represents the air element, but Pisces is a water element. So yeah, I don't know how credible this is. I think it's just fun. Yeah, it's just fun. Yeah. Cool. Let's do some more of these. Yeah, you next. said next time we'll uh, we'll take a shot before doing these. Yeah, there's like shots of terror, shots of horror. That way we can uh, still keep the drink part alive. I don't know, maybe we can drink some kombucha or something because we're like almost 30. And... A shot's not going to do too much to us. <laughs> I don't know about that. So yeah, let us know what you guys think about all this. Let us know on our socials. If you guys have any terror things that you guys want us to cover, let yeah. us know. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.